Alright guys, welcome to the Brotherhood. My name is Michael. Um, we've got Mr. John here, and then we've got Mr. KJ. How are you guys doing today? Doing alright, can't complain. Yeah, bless man. Nice. Hey, so we've been we've been on this um we've been on a uh we've been talking about it for the last what three weeks, four weeks about relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had some special guests on that I think definitely really highlighted a lot of stuff from a, a woman's perspective yeah. on yeah. things. I know we were kind of guessing, trying to figure out, you know, what, what, what we think what women would say. But now we kind of kind of got an understanding of it, yeah. what that is. So we decided to switch um, switch it up this this week, um, and we're talking about um, we're talking about just a lot of different things. I know one of the things is, you know, NBA is back, and I'm just like, you know, my heart just. So happy. I know. I feel like crying. So happy. <laughs> you know, it looks a little different. It does. Because you don't have fans. You got fans who are virtually watching. Yeah. And they're watching on the TV and then you see yeah. him. You pay for it. I think it's like 99 bucks or something like that. That's actually not bad. No. I'm thinking about it. But um, my Lakers are, are, we finally clinched the, the West. Come on. So, um, but how, do, how are you guys feeling about that? I know we, every time you see them now, pre-COVID, it's funny because pre-COVID, Everyone was doing their own thing, you know, yeah. and then now post COVID, well, we're still in COVID times. They're they're kneeling, you know, the Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that's changed pre COVID to now, you know, three weeks ago. So what are your what are your thoughts on how that that's playing out? Um, I think it's good because they're using their um they're using their platform mm-hmm. to I don't think get the message across because it's already been told, but to just kind of like every time a game starts or something, you know, it's like banging into the heads. Hey, this is still yeah a problem. So I'm for it. Yeah. So are we talking about the Black Lives Matter movement in basketball, or just talking Both. about basketball being back? Both, because now you look, you see basketball's back, but there's stuff that's added to it. Like they take an extra time to yeah. Hey, you know, like we haven't forgotten about this. And even LeBron has hit it uh, two or three days ago. He was like, you know, I'm just not, I'm, I'm not just a basketball player. So I'm gonna use my platform for more than just. I'm not gonna just play basketball. Because there was a one commentator, CNN commentator. Yeah. She was like, LeBron, you just need to stick to just playing basketball. I remember that. That triggered me <laughs> so like, much. Nope. I was wow. so high. I think just her name was Laura Ingram. Something like saying? that, yeah, yeah, I think it was, yeah. Just stick oh. to playing basketball. Don't. So he was like, "Nah, not gonna shut me up." No. But so, like, what are your thoughts about that, Jeff? Like, I'm, man, I'm, I'm like, I think it's so good because, like, I think people used to criticize athletes for one, like, not saying anything at all, and then two, just, I, I feel like, like, if you're famous in that retrospect, okay. if you're an athlete, like. You really can't win by not having a voice mm-hmm. or having a voice. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it's so good that, you know, not only are they using their platform to stand up for something that they believe in and something that they believe to be true. It's let me first of all, let me give this man, Adam Silva, like all the praise in yeah. the world, because yeah. Yeah. as a commissioner, like he's he's done so many breakthrough kind of things. Yes. Yeah. For the sports world in general, yeah, like one, like this man has created a literal bubble, yeah, a literal bubble, yeah. Like I remember seeing something on Sports Center where they said they literally had zero COVID tests, yeah, 
Like what? Yeah. And then like you create an environment where like the athletes feel they're safe, but also at the same time of doing that, you've, I remember it was on the news. He's like, I'm not going to condone them or discipline them if they decide to kneel during that, the anthem. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, he said, Rihanna Taylor's killers are still running free. Mm -hmm. Like this man is all for his players, mm -hmm. all for his athletes and supporting their platform. So I give that man all the credit and I just love what's going on right now. Yeah, he's definitely, I think of all the commissioners out there from the NFL, Major League Baseball, he's really done a really good Dude. job because you look at baseball, they're having all this, you know, guys getting COVID. You've got guys from St. Louis Cardinals players to just everyone in, in, in general just getting sick. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how the NFL is going to look. Yeah. Uh, I know they definitely did. Let me ask you this. What's your point? What's your thought process on them changing national anthem in the NFL? <laughs> are they are they changing it? Yeah. I was like they're legit changing it. Yeah. No way. <laughs> if, if I'm if I'm real, I've been I'm so disconnected with sports until my team start playing Who's the Spurs and the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. 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 So like <laughs> it's kind of like a dog. I'm just like here eating, but then once I hear my name, I'm like, oh. Yeah, no. So, but there's there there there's they're talking about they have already decided to change it, and it's called um, "My America's Home" or something like that. It's something completely different. And so there was, and it's it's been a, a big popular top topic on yeah. Twitter. We've had people saying like, "I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I think it should change. I think no, I don't. You know, this changes the whole standards of it." Um. There's something to do with it. So, and, and there's a thing that was a video that was posted. I posted on my Instagram page um, a few few weeks back. There, a lot of the songs had referred back to a lot of stuff that would, had to do with slavery. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. Um, like the latter half of the yeah. national anthem. Yeah, and so they they were like, and the NFL was like, yeah, no. But I tell you one thing, it's definitely made um, Colin Kaepernick look like a genius. Come on. <laughs> Come on, who ever thought? They, like, were, they were trying to crucify this man X amount of years ago. You. Now he's just like sitting back drinking his yeah. tea like, <laughs> who would have thought all this is going to happen? Like just her, laughing. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got endorsements from Nike. Yeah. And the endorsements that he lost. Yeah. He's got endorsements from Nike. So that's the biggest thing. It's just like, my biggest thing is to see all this, the movement and the changes happening. So now it's where you can see a, a huge impact that is playing out in sports. Uh, Major yeah. League Baseball. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Yankees fan, and so um, I'm kind of I'm watching it, but I'm a little still disappointed about the whole Astros thing. You know, I feel like they, you know, gypped us and stuff. So, yeah. um, and then you, if you ask any Dodgers fans, they're gonna say the same thing because if they see an Astros fan walking. They're probably beat them up. I'm telling you, Dodgers like, fans are already, yeah. Dodgers fans are already known for beating up people, anyways. On site. So, um, so let's shift something really quick. So, we've talked about we've talked about a lot of different things, and if you was looking at the news today, and I really don't try to watch news and stuff, and you've noticed a lot of stuff, you know, with as far as when it comes to political stuff in the news, everybody's gearing up, getting ready for the you know the voting and yeah. the mm -hmm. Trump versus Biden thing and then you know um just a lot of different things in general and then you still have it to where 
you're not really hearing a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement as much because mm-hmm. the media has kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. And now they're focusing on other things. And that's media. They got to do what yeah. they got to do. Yeah. Yeah. But there's still a lot of things that are happening. And so one of the things I want to ask you guys is from a black man's perspective, what are your thoughts when it comes to where where the country is at? Because it seems like the country's part of it seems like they're shifting. Some of it seems like they're they're not. Um, there's been a lot of governors say, "Hey, you know, you should guys should stop." There was one senator say he, uh, he had Dr. Fauci on, and it was like, "Hey, people protesting for Black Lives Matter is that causing people to die from Corona?" He was like. I'm not going to stop. If people want to protest, they can protest. I'm not going to stop them from doing it. I'm a medical professional. I'm just saying, hey, what this is. So with that being said, what are your what are your thoughts on this whole racism thing? Do you feel like it's gotten better in the last three, four months? Do you think do you think it's it's worse? Like what do you what do you think? I think the I think nothing has changed is just the awareness. That's that's pretty much it, <laughs> and I f- feel like because people are more aware now. We're talking about the national anthem stuff. Mm-hmm. A little bit's changing here and there, but as a whole, not much. Why do you think that that is? Just because looking back at how things have been for years and years to come, and just kind of looking at the um. The history, you know, history loves to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. It's just a circle we're in right now, and we have to break that. And until we break that circle, we are just doomed to mm-hmm. stay hamster on that hamster wheel. wheel. Yeah, that's some good stuff. And I see people trying to break it, but I feel like it hasn't been broken yet. Do you think it's because we don't want it to break? Well, as a not as a black community, because I think we. Just like Americans yeah. in general. Do you think we just want to hold on to it? I th- yeah, that and I think we don't try hard enough because a lot of times we talk about the system is broken, but ultimately it's not the system was broken. We have a system that was built broken. Mm-hmm. Saying that's that the good. system that's is good. broken that's is implying good. that it was working mm-hmm. that's good. at a certain point, but it was never working. It was systemically, it was built, you know, to keep us down. So it's been like that from the beginning. And as long as we keep those same things in place, it's not going to work. Because we talk about trying to fix something like yeah, yeah. your health. You can fix your health because you started off healthy. Something happened, went bad. But it's different if you're born with a disease. Mm-hmm. If you're born with something, then it's not fixing it. You just have to remove it and get rid of it or replace it with something different. Wow. That's good stuff. It's really good, man. That's my deep thought for <laughs> today. <laughs> Gotta drop one bomb on us. Come on. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of just echo the same thing you're saying because it's if it it feels to me it feels like a shift, okay. but also I think the shift kind of just entails. I think we finally come to the agreement as a nation, almost everybody, that racism is not okay mm-hmm. which is hard to believe mm-hmm. when it should have always not been mm-hmm. okay but i think people like i think it's making it harder for people mm-hmm. to actually be some of those i guess closet racists if mm-hmm. that making sense mm-hmm. um like it's kind of brought a lot of people out of hiding mm-hmm. 
And I, you know, me, I'm always, I always try to be more of an optimistic person okay. and like always be like, okay, I hope. Yeah. Like, I hope yeah. for this to get better. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and like something that always has remained supreme in my mind is like, you know, you all, there's always a storm before the shine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like we're in a storm, mm-hmm. hurricane category five, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> tsunami. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do believe like there's something on the back end of this. Mm-hmm. And I think with, like you said, the national anthem and just the little things that are being, because it's so crazy. Like you think about it, like little seeds of slavery that have been mm-hmm. like in our national anthem and exactly. Confederate flag and just like some of our everyday life, there's been little seeds of racism that we've ignored until this day. Yeah. So, no, I think that, I think that it's great that everybody is aware and realizing that it's not okay. Mm-hmm. And I truly do believe that, like if we're just gonna bring God into this because he's in everything, that if we're taking this stance and we're, and then this is believing like the storm comes before the shine, I, I do believe like God's really gonna change something in this next season. Wow. Cause this storm is too strong yeah. <laughs> yeah. for things to stay the same. Yeah. So do you think, do you guys think, is there anything from a black community that we can do differently mm. from awareness standpoint. I know we do the the protests and we do the walks. Is there anything else we can do to bring awareness or to prevent things from happening? I know people said all oh, defunding the police, but I don't really think that's a it's going to help. Yeah. Mm. Let me stop giving you money to protect and serve. Yeah, you are attacking the black community. I'm not saying every police officer does that, but some do. Um, so what can we do as a black community? What do you guys think to either bring more awareness to it? Um, and I'm not saying it's going to fix anything, but what do you think we can do to, to not lighten the load, but to have things to start to change? I'll, I'll say this cause yeah, man, keep I, it a book. I was in Walmart and you know how people are in Walmart. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things is we, um, you know, stereotypes, mm. um, a lot of us do play into the stereotypes yeah. and um, yeah. we need to stop playing into them if we are those. I said, anybody that's been to Walmart, you know how people are. They don't care how they are. And so I saw this group of um, black people. This is one lady and, you know, I'm not dissing any ladies, you know, that wear the hair bonnets. You do you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this lady, she had the hair bonnet, <laughs> you know, she, I'll say she was very shapely. You okay. can... You can take that how you want it. Um, mm-hmm. And she had a shirt that was like way too small for her. Okay. Yeah. Everything was hanging out and looked like she didn't have any pants on. Oh, wow. And then some slippers. And the shirt wasn't even clean. Oh, wow. This this was today. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then um, I saw that same lady as I was leaving and she was fighting with one of the store employees because she was mad because... Um, she was hot in her mask and she didn't want to wear it. Like stuff like that. We we don't need to be out here doing this, guys. Like, mm-hmm. like dress however you want, do you, but mm-hmm. some stuff we just don't need to do. I yeah, that's good because yeah. it's like it's, it's it's not like we're telling it, not telling black people to be themselves. It's just saying like just recognize like right. 
your color mm-hmm. and people have eyes on you mm-hmm. like you have your own personality that god gave you but like at the end of the day like myself yourself we recognize that we're black and that let's just let's keep it a book like if i'm arguing with the store manager mm-hmm. and you have a white man arguing with the store manager mm-hmm those are going to be two different mm-hmm. perceptions yeah they're going to look at me as i'm causing a problem the angry I'm black man said the angry mm-hmm. black man and for the white guy <laughs> yeah. it yeah. may just be like oh he has a genuine concern with yeah. the establishment and how things yeah. are being ran so we have to recognize that like and just it sucks that that's the case but i think if, if we're really going to just make change on another level Life's not fair, but we have to understand the circumstances mm-hmm. that we're under. Yeah. So, with that same with that same flow, why is there um, going? You know, just turn the dial up a little bit on the other. Uh oh. Um, gotta stay on three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> All black households stay on three fifty. Say we're going three seventy five. Yeah, yeah. So why is there racism in the church? Oh man! Hey, I'll be 350 to full All right, guys. Okay. All right, this is the end of the episode of Brotherhood. <laughs> so, signing off. So we have a lot of people who, and the reason why I say oh. that is because we have a lot of people who are, um, who listen that are not of the Christian faith, which is completely fine. Oh, okay, that's good. And then we have a lot of people who are of the Christian faith, and here, you know, we don't judge whatever. Right. You know, if you take something in that apply can apply to you, great. Yeah. But from the Christian side of things perspective, why is there racism? It's racism in the church. Now I can understand it being in the mainstream. That's a given. But why is it rolling through the doors of the church? I think it's the main thing to do is prejudice. And um, I was listening to Michael Todd day I think it was maybe the sermon he did right after maybe a few weeks after um, George George Floyd was killed and yeah. I don't know if you saw but he had his dad and two other people I forget um, the pastor the church he's at before and another guy he was biracial and they talked and um, said all of us have some or potentially all of us have some level of racism or prejudice mm-hmm. in us, you know, even for black people, maybe it's you looking at every white person and being afraid, even mm-hmm. though you're not causing mm-hmm. harm to them, that's still that's a level of prejudice mm-hmm. and racism. And even me, I've had that feeling before too. I'm guilty of it. So I think what happens is we tend to not let that, we tend to not, um, check ourselves with that especially in church because when we're in church you know everything's all lolly dolly good jesus is here Mm -hmm. and so because we think of it that way there's a lot of things that we don't check and i think that's one of them so when it comes to maybe putting somebody of color in a higher place or something maybe Mm -hmm. in our minds we're not saying oh he's black Mm -hmm. i don't want to hire him but just somewhere in the back of our mind is Mm -hmm. telling that and so you end up just looking over that person you may consciously not be thinking because that person is black or Hispanic, but because you have that and you're not keeping it in check, then that happens and then it just spreads out. John. I, I think it, I think just to kind of echo KJ, um, it really does come down to that intentionality. Like, I think 
I think you made a very good comment, which was probably like how many podcasts ago, five or six or seven. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you said that when you walk, it was one of your pastors, I want to say, mm-hmm. and he had a very diverse church. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you were saying he asked you to walk around and just check out his his staff mm-hmm. and just to, to see why mm-hmm. you, his church was side over verse and we came to the conclusion that he was very intentional mm-hmm. about the staff he chose i think that a lot of churches are just not intentional wow. enough wow and i think it's it's crazy that it took COVID to kind of open our eyes to this but mm-hmm. i think it, back to that um that sermon that pj did with i forgot his name the black guy um what the heck Is that which one which one <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it, it was one of the pastors i think after george floyd yeah, yeah 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 like i said it, it, it's kind of like dang it's unfortunate it took COVID to have one of those mm-hmm. yeah. kind of talks but like mm-hmm. i'm just thinking about it like man like out of all the time like i've been going to church and going to a diverse church like i can't remember a series ever being on racism mm-hmm. yeah. just plain and simple mm-hmm. so it's like not being intentional about it and not bringing awareness to awareness to something like that can allow something to fester inside mm-hmm. the church mm-hmm. and i think it's also a spiritual thing too like mm-hmm. straight up like i think that like jesus said that he's going to come back for his church right mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to come back for a church that's divided mm-hmm. and if we're talking about the spiritual realm, like the enemy wants to divide the church. Mm-hmm. He's willing to do everything in his power. And like this man has turned up on another level mm-hmm. this season. So I think that like there's more of attack on the church than anything else. Mm-hmm. I think that's why so many people are so drawn to offense and just mm-hmm. everything that's going on. But like, I really do feel like it's really spiritual. Like the enemy really just wants to divide the church in the season. And what's easier than divide people than racism. Mm-hmm. So I think it's spiritual and then also just like on the church's behalf, like understanding the situation and being intentional about things. So I know a lot of people have said um, there's been it's it's fine. It's I'm a very analytical person. I bring a lot of things down Facts. <laughs> <laughs> and I find it very funny <laughs> that one we're coming into a season where time to get your vote in right and then two we've got the whole COVID the race the black lives matter and all that kind of stuff going on okay so my thing is do you think that and I'm, I'm not saying I'm for Trump I'm not saying I'm against Trump but I just look when I look at things I look at it from a standpoint of you know a lot of people love you know, the previous president that was in office, um, Obama. Yeah. A lot of people loved it. And, and we've talked about this off air. A lot of people love the stuff they, you know, first black person that was in the office. Yeah. Um, but I, me personally, I don't really think he did it. He didn't shake up anything when he was in office. There was some stuff. I mean, he, there was some, you know, he had some cute, cute things, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> when Trump got into office, there was a lot of stuff that shook up. Within the first hundred days, yeah, facts. <laughs> there was a lot of things. I think the thing about table. Obama was that <laughs> um, <it> <laughs> he he just kept everything afloat. Like mm. you know, he yeah, 
far as good or bad, you know, he was the one president we had. There weren't no scandals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they talked about the Hawaii birth certificate thing, but um, that was pretty like, much it. Yeah, but like everything was just like it was like a flat line. Mm-hmm. He didn't go crazy with anything. Mm-hmm. Like everything was just like, and I think that's why people like him so much. They look at his like, oh, he did all this stuff, but mm-hmm. really, like he just kept everything yeah. float. Everything stayed maintained. I look at it as like a boiling pot, like the pot with the lid on it just. You know, but, but when Trump got into office, it was just okay. And that's that's the thing I'm just wondering because I'm just saying, could it be that God is using him for certain things? I would because the what we think God, what we can say, no, God is not doing, he does, he does everything completely different. Mm. He doesn't do things that we we normally would say. Oh no, that's not God because God doesn't do that. And because here's the thing, I, God does things for a reason. Like He yeah. already knew COVID was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And he already knew Trump was going to be in office. Yeah. He knew this whole Black Lives Matter thing was going to happen. And so if if you're a believer and you say, hey, you believe God knows the end from the beginning, and so obviously He knew this was going to happen, and he knew how many people were going to die. He knows how many people, more more people are going to die from this. Could he be using this for a particular reason? Now, some people want to blame God, say this is all God's fault. And you can blame him if you want to. Yeah. Um, I don't think God is not going to be one of those things where I don't think it's a God is causing this to happen, but he does allow things to yeah. happen yeah. for a reason because to shake up. And I, I think even more so in churches because you're seeing a lot of churches been shaken up hmm. and it's like one of those things where hey I'm trying to get your attention yeah yeah. and if you're not going to get it okay I'm going to shake some things up for you and so what are your thoughts on that John I mean you, it, it's I don't know it's, it's kind of different it's different I think just kind of say to our viewers <laughs> Like we don't have the same political view as you. Like there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. It's yeah, all for okay. Sure. For sure. Um we, we definitely don't mean to offend anybody at no, all. No. Um Let's go back to Obama. Yeah. That man was charismatic. Oh, he was smooth. He was, like, he was smooth. like the smoothest smooth. smooth ice cream man. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> like smooth. you see videos this man hooping and playing basketball. Exactly. Yes. I think that's why a lot of people love yeah. him. He was charismatic. Yeah. But like I can agree, like he was he didn't shake. He didn't shake stuff up like mm-hmm. you know. You would think. Yeah. Trump, like, as much as I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Like, I don't dislike him. Don't necessarily like him. Like, but that man really has like done a lot of positive things, which yes, is yes. very surprising. Because mm-hmm. I, I would be the first to say when Trump first got in office, it's like, oh, this is gonna be a crap show. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no idea what this man's gonna do, mm-hmm. but he's gonna be wilding. And it's it's so crazy, but my my view has definitely changed on Trump. Mm-hmm. Don't like him. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. necessarily not like him. It's just like I feel like, but some of the things that he's done mm-hmm. has been very beneficial, like for this country. Yeah, and I think that's where it just comes. I think we always expect that's just a testament. Like we always expect things to go a certain way, but I think that's where we that's where we should we shouldn't lean on our own understanding for a lot of things. Wow. I think we should allow God to move the way God wants to move and just trust in him to do that. 
Because like leaning on our own understanding, we're gonna get caught up in our own emotions, like how we feel, how we feel things should be, mm. rather than realizing that God has a plan in the midst of wow. all the chaos that's wow. going on. So I think that's like everything, I feel like everything's always backed by a spiritual mm -hmm. element to it. And I think that's the most prevalent right now. Like each, and I think that's just a testament, like Trump has been shaking things up. So, mm -hmm. Like that, that's amazing, you mm -hmm. know? So I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, cause you definitely done a lot of stuff for the, the, the letting, the, the Billy pass where, you know, letting people out, you know, yeah. my, all minorities, cause a lot of minorities are in, in the, they're the ones that are leading the prison systems. And they're like, hey, some of not everybody that's a minority <laughs> should be in jail. Hey, free, free my guy. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do nothing. Free my guy. And so, and so it's one of those things where I do appreciate, I mean, I do appreciate a lot of stuff that he has done. I don't agree with everything that exactly. he's done. And I don't agree with a lot of stuff that he said. Mm -hmm. He's He said, because I, I told someone one thing, like he's a brash business person. Yes. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. He doesn't, he has a suave and is, mm -hmm. you know, because for me, I could be listening to Obama say something and I'm just bought in. I'm like, wow. Yes. And then after I'm done, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 what was that again? Wait, that doesn't even sound like this man. But I was bought in when he was talking because he knew how to draw you in. Yes. Yes. It was very just that suave, just, you know, clean line. You know, I'll do what I need to do. You know what? Let's close the bases. We don't need those. And everybody's like, oh, sweet. Cool. Great. Cool. Go home. <laughs> so I like that about him. But I, I definitely do believe that 2020 is, I mean, when I go and went into this year, I was like, man, this is going to be my year. <laughs> and, it's, and it still can be your year. Still. I'm not saying it's not. But I do believe, um, and you know, people are making these 2020 quotes and all that kind of stuff, you know. But I do believe God was like, <laughs> he's like, you don't even know. Oh. He's like, y'all don't even know. Church is not even ready for online. You don't, even know. <laughs> yeah. you don't even know. You're supposed to be reaching the masses. You don't even know. Wow. Just, just, I never even thought about yeah. that as being a big. Yeah, because the thing is, you got to think about it. Yeah. You, you know, if it's. You, I think you said it. I think you said it, um, John. I think you said it a couple of episodes back. You said about keeping the main thing the main thing, mm -hmm. and sometimes we lose focus on that. We get so caught up into doing our everyday routine. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go to work, go home, and I'm not. Do, I'm not doing anything. I'm not making no any type of impact on anybody's yeah. life. Mm -hmm. And I All even, about. and I even believe if you're even if you're not a believer in Christ, that's completely. I get it. But what impact are you making? Yep. A positive impact. Are you just living day to day, doing your own thing, wake up, go home. If you got pets, you know, you play with your pets and then you do the whole life cycle over and over again, like a hamster wheel, like KJ talked about, or are we actually figuring out, hey, who can I impact today? Yep. Whether they like me or not, what impact am I making? Whether I'm in the grocery store at Walmart, where I'm at, if I'm at work, where, wherever I'm at, what impact am I making? And I think sometimes, we can get caught up into the hustle and bustle of everything of life and we forget about people. And I think one of the biggest things for me is why is it that we don't, we can't foster relationships well with people? And let me put it to this way. When we're, when we wear the label 
as being because the people in the mainstream industry look at us as hey, you're labeled as a Christian. Okay, so you, you say you're following Christ and you say you're this and you say you're that. Why is it that we can't foster relationships well? Why is that? Man, I think, why can't we foster relationships well? I think it's because we're still dealing with a lot of hurt and offense. And so it's like, how can you try to mend a relationship or start a new relationship with somebody when you're still hurt about somebody saying that the green dress looked ugly on you two months ago? Mm. You know, uh, or even I have that, but maybe even like there's some people that have been legitimately in abusive or bad relationships. Um, you know, maybe you got pregnant or something, or your boyfriend or even your girlfriend beat you. Now that's a valid reason mm-hmm. to be hurt. But mm-hmm. even still, with that, there c- comes a time. May it be ten minutes after it happened, or ten years, whatever it is, whenever whenever you decide to work with God on that but there's a time where you need to be healed from that a lot of times we just stay in that pain and so when you're staying in that pain you can't go try to uh, start new relationships because you're still stuck in that old relationship that doesn't even exist anymore wow wow what so why do we think why do you think we stay in that I know but I think Christians not all of us. I am not the I'm not oh, the no. spokesperson for Christians. <laughs> but I think a decent amount tend to be the worst at getting over past offense or past trauma. And so I think then in return, um, when people look at us, they're like, Oh well, so and so can't reach out or connect with people. So, you know, that's how all Christians are. Mm. John, that I, I really think it just comes to a lack of vulnerability. Like I really believe that people we are not able to foster our relationships well because we're not as Christians. We're really not willing to be vulnerable how we should. Mm-hmm. I think Christians we want to be set up the perfect facade. Like this is what the most holiest and now Christian looks like, and mm-hmm. that's me. Wow. <laughs> and that lack of vulnerability is, is such a detriment to other people. Mm-hmm. Because I just think about the people that really have the best relationships in their life are some of the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm using this as just an example. Okay. But like, even just looking at like Vanessa Hill. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Vanessa Hill. <laughs> this is on video so okay but, but just looking at it as an example mm-hmm. purely like that girl has some of the best relationships yeah. around her yeah. in her life because she's willing to be so vulnerable mm-hmm. like she's like i'm not perfect mm-hmm. i'm just trying to get better mm-hmm. every day like mm-hmm. that's all i'm trying to focus on and like she loves on people very mm-hmm. well. So I think that vulnerability is what really allows us to really connect with people and mm-hmm. really show people like, hey, I care enough about you to tell you to be this vulnerable yeah. with you. Yeah. To share you my my past sins, mm-hmm. my testimony, the things that I'm even currently going through right now. Mm-hmm. Like me hearing that from somebody and somebody being that open with me 
helps me develop a connection with this person mm-hmm. went through this. I went through that too. Like this person went through this or is currently going through this. This is mm-hmm. something I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. And like when it comes to serving somebody, like that's what that would make me want to serve somebody wholeheartedly if I knew that person was just a human trying to do better and trying to love God and trying to follow Christ. Like, I got you. I'm behind you. Let's go. Where you want to go? Mm-hmm. Let's do this. And I think uh, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Being vulnerable can can be very um, healing. I'm not saying you got to have, hey, guys, my life's old. Yeah. But, <laughs> read everything. Yeah, read chapter. You know, like, read the, you know, the subtitles and stuff like that. But you made a good point is whenever you are you're open mm-hmm. and you show people, hey, I do have some flaws and this is where I'm at in life. This is where I'm I'm, I'm working towards. People people are attracted to people who they can relate to. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, I know you're there. I made I, I was previously in that boat. I'm in this boat now, but I get your struggle. I get it where you're at. Cause no one likes a person person that's perfect. Cause it's like I can't relate to you, like, mm-hmm. and you'll be by yourself. Cause you you're not saying, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I have dealt with. This is what I've struggled with. Because people can relate to people that they that they that have been where they at. They're at, mm-hmm. and I can't. You can't follow someone who's never been there where you're going. It's just it's just hard. And so I think one of the biggest things, especially from a church, because I'll give you this example. So, oh, it's like six seven years back. I had a friend who was very into the, you know, the mainstream life so Clubbing, drug club right, yeah was it was a dj oh you know was one of those in the, yeah sex drugs and yeah. rock and roll <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and you know had a woman every day it was it was like it was like a menu it was every day of the week it was every day of the week it was some a different woman so it got to a point where you know invite them to come to pretty pretty big name church in the in the area and he he was you know he was like i don't know about this and he he it, it, it ended up being really well he ended up you know committing his life to christ which was great That's okay good. and so everything was going great until dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um he got disconnected from church hmm. And it goes back to what we talked about being vulnerable. And we, we talked about, and you, you guys talked about, hey, it's it's one of those things where people can relate and connect with because he ended up going right back into the into the world. Yeah. Doing and the same things. as of now, he's still doing the same thing. Wow. He's back to doing the same thing. And so he's got his own business. He started everything up. And one of the things I asked him was, why why did you ever leave? Why did you leave the church? And I'm not bashing the church. Right. It's not a church bashing session. But if the church is meant to, if if pastors say that the church is supposed to be a place where people can come and get healed and stuff like that, then our fruits should show it. It right. should be one of those things where we just talk as cheap and we talk, 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 but we're not showing that. And and his 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 main thing was just like I couldn't relate to anybody in there. Everyone wow. in there was too perfect. Wow. And if that's the case, I might as well just stay where I'm at. Having fun, paying for it the next day because I'm hungover. But <laughs> at least they're yeah. Vulnerable. And I they're vulnerable people. I know about my people, these people are having struggles, same as me. 
I can relate to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's really key because you got to make sure you don't use people for one yeah. to your advantage and say, I'm just using them because what can I get from the day? Because one, you burn people and people have a bad taste mm-hmm. in their mouth about the church or Christianity in general. Because I've met people who are like that as well. But you also got to be careful how you approach yeah. things because at the end of the day, people are always watching you, especially if you're on the stage. Yeah. And, and, and KJ can, can probably relate to that too because you could be anywhere and everywhere and somebody says, hey, I know you. How you doing? You'd be like, oh. That's <laughs> happened many, many times. They're like, oh, you're the guitar player. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, like, I, I, you, but okay. I don't know how you I know me, you. but yeah, I, I am <laughs> I the guitar you. player. Yes. Yeah, I seen you. Yeah, I know. And so that's the thing we gotta be careful with. Yeah. Is that people all eyes are on you, especially whenever you're doing anything that people say, Okay, you're a Christian. Okay, so I'm watching. And so that's one of those things you gotta be really careful about, um from a church perspective. Yeah. Let me I ask agree. you this. Um, I don't remember who I heard say it, but um, they were talking about Christianity, church, and religion in general. That that's really the only experience as humans that we have where if something goes wrong the first time, then we don't want to do it. It's like eating. If let's say, have you ever been to a restaurant before mm-hmm. and you got food poison or something mm-hmm. you didn't like? What did what did you do after that? I ain't going back. Okay, so. The next day, what did what did you do for food? Um, I probably asked. I went some. I tried something different. I would do like right, liquids you, or. Well, I'll say you kept eating. You went to yeah, another yeah. store. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm sure if you would have got sick again, you probably would have gone to another one. Yeah. Now, what would have happened if you went to all these different places and you kept eating and you were still being sick? What would you have done? I would probably. I would have just given up. I'm like, you know, I'm done with it. I'm gonna try something completely different. Just start cooking, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just cooking for my own meals. things. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing that's interesting is a lot of times, with us after we have one bad experience, mm-hmm. yeah, we tend to, um, we're just like, oh, that church burned me. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. and you know, Derek, like you said, you'd probably end up trying something on your own, and that's totally fine. Sometimes you need that experience mm-hmm. too. But most of us, like I said there, there are churches out mm-hmm. there that are definitely crooked and questionable and i'm not mm-hmm. knocking that everything has its ups and downs but mm-hmm. i said we tend to just be like oh we had that one bad experience okay church god it isn't for me when you know there's millions of churches out there and they're not all the same i didn't even look at it that way i didn't, didn't see it that way <laughs> because what well, it's funny you say that because I've had those instances of experiences. Well, I know a lot of people that I've talked to in the past have had that. And it's got to be one of those things you got to be very, very, very careful mm-hmm. about just about those things because we talked about it in the previous episodes that I think with the way stuff is going right now, people are really looking to the church to yep. show them something like, yeah. People more, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I've been very disappointed with church because they haven't really stepped it up. We really haven't. And when it, I think it's one of those things when there's God moments, the church goes into hiding. You let it get get into wow. a book good book pack a backpack. It's it. <laughs> let me know when everything is over with. Yeah, yeah we'll come out then. <laughs> and you peek through, and you're like, okay, it's out. 
And when it's those, those raining moments, the time when the rain is raining, you want an umbrella and you want to stay inside the house. And it's not, guys, like, no, I'm trying to get you to come out. And I'm not saying every church is like that, but there's a lot of churches that are, they're not making a, a, a huge impact. There's a lot of churches that are, but I'm talking about as just a church as a whole, a body, they've been very sitting in the background. And then I think that's where a lot of people are looking. And so, I have I, I take offense to it when um, you got people who are like LeBron James saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to use my platform, whatever I need to do to whether it's the Black Lives Matter movement, where there's people with poverty, hunger to make a difference yeah. and do whatever it takes to make us a, 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 a stance, a change. This is a guy who started what? His own school? <laughs> the I promise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, hey, I want to I want to make a difference. And so that's what I'm saying. It's just you got to you. You have to be intentional with doing stuff. And he's not doing this because he wants to have go down. Oh, LeBron created school. He, it's intentional and it's it's making impacts on people to get better, to be better. And I think from a Christian perspective as churches and as pastors, um, you know, if you're listening, you got to make an impact on people. Yes. One, it's not about you Two. People don't serve you; you serve them. Right. Yeah, that's good. And then on the three, it, it the Bible talks about the shepherd. You have to protect your people, mm-hmm. and it's not about protect you because mm-hmm. if people don't feel protected, what happens? They leave. Deuces. You can play the Chris Brown song. <laughs> <laughs> they out. They out. I'm telling you. <laughs> and then you play that song. It's hard to say goodbye. You know, because people, you know, what's going on. Right. But that's the thing. Like that's the world we live in now. Especially with this generation, it's just like, you know, I ain't really feeling this. I don't feel like you got my back. Mm. Bye. I'm out. And you, you got to be really careful with how we approach things because it's it's a tough it's a tough industry to be in. I it, it is, but you you got to be intentional. You, you got to. You know what I do think is doing it well though? Uh, transformation, like Pastor Mike Todd. I think he, he's doing it. He, what do you think? Yeah, he is mm-hmm. because I mean this is a dude. This this guy is this is the guy that literally and I've never I've seen maybe four or five realistically and honestly I've seen Bieber I've seen Charlie Pugh mm-hmm. uh, there's a handful where Instagram says okay we got to shut your account down because you got too many people on it wow and he's one of those people this dude had at one time had. Nine thousand people online. Are you while he serious? was he, literally, he had nine thousand people tuning in. Wow! And the, man. the thing with him is, um, he makes himself relatable to everyone, Everybody. not just the church, but the mainstream, the world, because he lets them know, I ain't, I, I ain't perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got this right. Mm-mm. I struggle every day. Every day. And and people are like, I can relate to that because yes. I struggle too. And this is a man that's this. And when you show people, hey, I have faults, I struggle. What does that what does it do? You know what? I struggle with this too. I can relate Inspiring. to that. Yeah. And you're inspired. Yep. 
This is the guy's New York's best best seller. He's on the For one. Like, how many weeks? Nineteen. <laughs> yeah. it, it, still it's going. Still, it's still going. He's still on the New York Times bestsellers list. Why? Is because people say, "Hey, you know what? I can relate to that." And it's just not just the church. It's he's mainstream. And I think one of the things is you have a lot of pastors who say, "Well, he needs to focus on the church." Incorrect, because if you notice in the Bible, Jesus was never in the church. Yeah. Wow. A lot of times people will say, "Well, he was he was in the temple." Yeah, but he was in the temple preaching to the. They were like, "Oh, the the Sadducees and Pharisees." Yeah, they were Christians. They yeah. they had problems. He was like, mm-hmm. "I need." They thought they were good, but they were they they were religious people. Mm-hmm. He was like, "No, nah, fam, y'all doing this wrong." This is the same guy that went into the temple and tore it up. Yeah, that man <laughs> took the table, <laughs> kicking over tables, and <laughs> he's like, "Y'all doing this all wrong." Wow, that's that's really powerful though. And that's the thing, wow. but and we, but we want to be on this cookie cutter box. No, this is that. This is the same guy that if it was in, in real life times of night today, at Jesus, who's such a powerful person, human, is at a at a well, and a woman who's known to have multiple men. Mm. What does he do? He says, "Hey, now people would have been like, you had TMZ there." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Hey." I got water. I got some water for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus on Bethany. What's he doing? <laughs> well, you ain't gonna never thirst again. But he, it wasn't. He wasn't in the church. Where was he at? It was where he was at. Where people were frequent the most. Wow. The prostitute. Wow. She was getting her get stoned. He could have said, "Yeah, y'all stone her." Yeah. She did what she did. There you yeah. go. Yeah. But what did he do? He was like, "No, it's wrong." If y'all had, if y'all have no sin in yourselves, go ahead, throw a stone her. Wow. And what'd they do? Peace. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Same thing. What did he do? He he had his disciples. Disciples are with him. This is, and if you think about it from this standpoint, so with with the way we have, with the way things are going out in the world right now, Jesus is one of those look cool guys. He yeah. was really was really cool and smooth. Shit. He was just one of those people where he was like, he showed the disciples, look. That lady right there, she dropped in two mics, two pennies. They just dropped in the whole bag. She gave more than they did. They were like, the type was like, what do you mean? What? How? Why? It was what she had in her heart. And those wow. are the things where if you ain't tithing, uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> that's just a reminder. <laughs> exactly. But but it goes to show you that Thank relating to we you got to get outside the church. You're making an impact. It's not saying you got to go out and you try to make people Christians. No, it's like it's that. It's one of those things. Where what impact are you making with the platform you have? Yeah. Because you got a lot good. of people who are like, man, I'm, I'm wait. I can't wait till I'm on Jay Z's level, or I can't Same. wait till you know <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a usher of the next Bieber. But could it be God is like you ain't ready for that stage yet? Your heart's not right. Yeah, because you're not even using the stage you you have right now. Mm. I think it's so important. I, I think the phrase that I kind of just live by is just, just, just impact one person. Mm-hmm. That's literally all you need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Impact one person, one life, mm-hmm. and everything else is going to fall into place. Like I was just, um, I, I posted on my Instagram story, but I was just, I was working out in the gym. And I was on the floor and there's this guy who's just looking at me and like as soon as I went to the lap pull down machine, he got up and he dabbed me up. Didn't even recognize him, but he was an old high school classmate of mine. 
Wow. And so I was just like, oh, what's up, man? How you doing? Everything like that. And went on our way. But as I was leaving, I caught him and we talked a little bit longer. And uh, I was just saying, how you doing? How's life and everything and catching up? He's like, yeah, man. He was like, it's pretty good. Like I put on a little bit of weight starting that COVID. But he's like, but man, like I tell you, like I was scrolling down my Facebook timeline and I saw your video. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. said, honestly, man, like that motivated me to get up and start going. Wow. And ever since sad. then, I've been at it. And you know, I almost broke down in tears, but I'm a G, so I kept it together. I was like, nope. But like that moment, just knowing that I impacted one person's mm-hmm. life, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, there's dreams of me. I have personal dreams for myself. Like, I want to have my own business. Yeah. And I want to, I yeah. want to, I want to have a following ultimately, yeah. but I know. God wants me to focus on impacting people because he'll take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Like he'll put everything else in place. So I think the most important part is just, just impact one person yeah. every day. Yeah. Well, not every day, but like focus on impacting yeah. one person yeah. every day. That's huge. It is. It gives you, it really just gives you purpose. Mm-hmm. And especially when you find out that it did really mm-hmm. touch somebody's life. Yeah. So shifting gears a little bit. So if you have someone that's out there and they're listening and they're like, um, should I try church? What would you say to them? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. Uh, you know, like in the words of Toby, try Jesus. <laughs> no. Um, I say that because, yes, try church, but it's a, a perspective shift. Which going back to us talking about people getting hurt. A lot of times, you know, people go to church and then they have um, that bad experience mm-hmm. and then they're done. But you're there for the wrong reason. I probably no matter what church you can go to, you can go to Little Mount Plymouth on the Hill Church that has five people, or go to Lakewood Elevation mm-hmm. wherever you want. You're going to get hurt and offended. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's yeah. if there are people there, yeah. you're going to get hurt and offended. Yeah. So if you're there thinking, oh, let me go talk to this pastor, or if you think a small group itself is going to be the answer to fix or whatever, no, it's not. That's all part of a bigger puzzle. So I think just keep that in mind that like the people aren't your ultimate answer Mm -hmm. that God is, and that's what you're looking for. And so you keep that in mind, yeah. So I had someone send me a message. Um, um, They they. They sent a message out. There was three, three questions, and one of the questions was, "Why is this? Why?" And this is from people who are mainstream listening from a church perspective. A lot of people. One one person asked, "Why is there? Why is it? Why is it, why is there politics in the church?" Because this person said, "The reason why I ask is because I'm qualified for the, this position." I know what to do. I've been serving faithfully in my location, in my church, but it's, it, it feels like because it's not who you know, it's not what you know, but who you know. So with that being said, why do you feel like it's, one, is there politics in the church? Do you feel like there's politics in the church? I'm not saying every church, and it's not a church bashing session, but from questions that people are asking, mm. do you feel like there's politics in the church in general? 
define politics? Uh, like I said, hey, I'm well qualified. I've been serving in this church. I I want to get into this role, and it's not Happening. what I know, but it's who I know, and I don't. I'm not well connected, like Sister Wonderful is. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely politics. I think one of the biggest things you have to remember is that you know, as Christians, I think a lot of times we're made out to look like saints, mm-hmm. and honestly, we're not. Yeah. Like to be real, and I'll go ahead and say, Same. I'll speak on all Christians. With a lot of us are some of the most like jacked up people. <laughs> like just, just to be real, like uh, we're you know we we have a lot of flaws, but. The reason why I say reject is because when you really try to take that step in God, um, your flaws start to get shown and amplified mm-hmm. more. That's good. And so with that being said, maybe politics or whatever, just remember that these are people that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't expect it to be perfect or um, the ideal. Now, there are a lot of things that we could just eradicate and not mm-hmm. deal with. But at the end of the day, um, you know, your pastor is not a saint. Mm-hmm. He, she, whoever is, is a human being. And if you expect them to be perfect and have every single answer, then you're going to be, you're going to be sad and let down every single time. Okay. And I, I think if, I, I think if you're, if you're in God's will, he's going to open up the door, but it might not be the door that you're thinking. Mm, that's, yeah. And I, it may in in your mind, you're just like, okay, I'm qualified for this position. This is something that I believe I should get this. So why is your politics? Mm-hmm. But it may. I encourage you to just to switch your perspective. As in, is there a reason that this position is not open for mm-hmm. this door is not open for me? Mm-hmm. Is there something else mm-hmm. that God's really trying to call me to? There's another door that God's trying to be uh, open up for me. So I think. Yes, there's politics in the church. I, I do agree on that, but I think God might be. I, I would, I would say, be open to okay. whatever God has in plan or in store for you. Because if, if if everything that we do that is good and just is used to exalt Him, mm-hmm. He's going to use your talents and gifts no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just may not be in that capacity. Yeah. And I think trusting in that and allowing him to guide you, I think you're going to end up just where you need to be, mm-hmm. no matter what. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Mr. John over here. It's been true. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know we've talked, we've talked about um, the church aspect and some people's, you know, expectations of what they look for. Um, so, the second question is, do you, th- do you feel like people can do we we talk we said you know KJ you said like no should you go to church the church portion of you like no but I said no first I yeah <laughs> so yes go go to church yeah. but ultimately but, oh, don't yeah, go yeah, there for yeah. the people go yeah. for Jesus yeah okay yeah and then you'll yeah. be all right so with that being said do you feel like do you feel like sometimes as why do you feel like why do you feel like non-believers don't want to go to church? Um, I was gonna say, I um, I used to work at a warehouse. Um, 
and a lot of guys that I worked with, they did not go to church. And so a lot of them were just out doing wild stuff. They mm-hmm. were, um, they're always drinking, um, sex, drugs, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, like we're talking about. <laughs> Guy, yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I think <laughs> um, I posted this on my Instagram story a few weeks ago. I think there is a um, there's a misunderstanding with church or Christianity in general that um, you have to get yourself together mm. before um, before you um, are able to come to church. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if you just had sex with this girl or guy last night, then you're not welcome in the church. Mm. And there are a lot of churches that are like that. So yeah. I'm not knocking mm-hmm. that either. Mm-hmm. But speaking as a whole. Um, a lot of people have that that judgment yeah that judgment about it mm. when that's not the case mm-hmm. but I think that's why start. yeah <laughs> yeah I think judgment and also just kind of just uh, I think we're our own worst critic a lot mm-hmm. you know I think that a lot of times we can probably think that we're not good enough mm-hmm. to be in church, mm-hmm. especially if from the outside it looks like everybody's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like we can we can you know internalize and be like, okay, I'm not good enough mm-hmm. to be here and around these people. So that might be another thing. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I I I feel the same. I I believe the same thing. I feel like you can feel that way. It's like, hey, I don't feel like I'm good enough. And it's like, okay, well, what I did, what do I need to do to make sure I, I, I'm good enough? Or if I messed up, if you, depending on where you're at, you may feel like I don't, the way they portray it, I've done something completely wrong. I need to make sure I get good yeah. before I can get into right. what I need to do. And there's the logic behind that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure. not saying you got to use, and God gives us grace, and I'm not saying you got to use a grace card. And say, hey, I'm, I'm gonna mess up because God gonna give me grace. Because right. <laughs> that, that's gonna run out eventually. <laughs> yeah. But what I am saying is that, you know, God never said it was gonna be easy, mm-hmm. but He said it would be worth it. Yeah. Wow. And I think that's one of the things we gotta understand is that, you know, you're gonna have a lot of times where you wanna, oh man, I wish I could go back into the world and do this because it was just so much easier. And I'm not saying the Christian lifestyle is that, is easy, because I think. I think you get more, you get challenged even more Oof. on a higher level from jobs to relationships to just whatever it looks like because yep. the enemy is like, hey, you got a target on your back now. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm after you because the enemy already knows he he's doomed. So right. I got to take some people yep. down with me. You know, <laughs> I'm not going alone. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm not yep. going alone. And so I think that's one of the things you got to be careful of. But one thing I will definitely say is this, as a believer, I don't... I don't understand why we have, and I'm just gonna be just keep it real. Keep, All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I think one of the reasons why, and I'm, this is not a bashing session, but I think because you have some people who have asked the same thing, and someone that person said this to me, and I'm like, okay, I'll address it. So I don't like when believers have attitudes about stuff. Mm. You have an attitude about something, or you don't seem approachable. Mm. And the reason why I say it is because you you paint yourself completely different. Your representation of Jesus Christ. Jesus was not like that. Mm-hmm. If you read from the Bible and you read what people what the, what it's been put out there, the Bible never talks about Jesus being a, a madman. The only time it shows when he was mad was when he went into the temple and he just wreaked havoc. 
But even then, there was a certain there was a certain point where he didn't come up on the scene. He, he was quiet, like he didn't come up on the scene for a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was under he he doing was his like, own little thing. Yeah. So my thing that is that why is it that one Christians are portrayed as jerks, two have attitudes, three not approachable, four just got problems in general, five think they have it all together, six. Um, and I know it's a lot. <laughs> but I'm running out of figures. <laughs> but it's it's why is that? It's just why are we portrayed like that, or why do we do both? Those why are we portrayed as jerks? And we are not saying all the time. Not saying all Christians are like that. Because if we're talking about hey, we got to make an impact, right? If we work in the same place, I don't know if you're a Christian or not. Because it's not like you got a tattoo on your forehead. Right. Or you got it in your, your label. Hey, read my label. It says I'm a Christian. Big C. Yeah. <laughs> you see this? I don't know that. And so I've had people say, hey, so-and-so, they're a Christian? <laughs> like, really? Just straight up. Yeah, like, I, I wouldn't have ever guessed that. And so, especially if they like, if they feel like, dang, oh, that person's a pastor? Or they just cut me off in church. Oh, oh, I recognize that car. And the worst thing is if you have the sticker of the church, you go on it. (laughs) Oh, that's the best. It's like like so much conviction right now. (laughs) And so why do you feel like, why do you feel like, because my thing is, is I feel like we have to be in this time. And God knows I love LeBron James. I'm a Kobe, uh, Kobe Bryant fan. Right. You know, rest in peace, Kobe. But I will say is. If you have people like like a LeBron James, who's making such an impact on people, yeah, he doesn't profess to have any type of religious, you know, connections to anything. Why aren't Christians exactly? exactly. Why aren't Christians doing that? Like, why is I? I just don't understand. You have the resources too. The government will give you grants and stuff to do stuff all the time. Why? What, what's the problem? Like, I don't. I don't get it. Especially with all this stuff, it's like we just. Close the door and zipped everything. And we we portrayed this is what we are. This is that. But when people are going there and they see it, it's like, yeah, I'm good. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer why or do we get portrayed. Well, I guess we get portrayed like that because we act like it. You know, there's a lot of us are putting the stereotypes. Now, why we do it, I think it goes back to relationship mm-hmm. with God. Um, you know, talking about like um, sex and drugs and stuff. There's nowhere in the Bible that says if you have sex before marriage, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. you know, my favorite thing is like when pastors tell you drinking is a sin. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it not? I'm not here to decide that. Mm-hmm. But there's nowhere in the Bible, if if I'm wrong, somebody point out to me, but there's nowhere in the Bible that says if you drink alcohol, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. But what happens is when you start building that relationship with God, your heart and your perspective starts changing. Conviction says so, Yeah. And so... Maybe not that it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just that you don't feel comfortable doing those things or don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, just really anymore. easy to be tempted to go back yeah. to that lifestyle. And so I think mm-hmm. depending if you're the one complaining or not or being a jerk, um, that's not saying you don't have a relationship about God, but I think that shows where your relationship is. Because I feel like if you're closer with God and you're um, really being intimate with him. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect, but yeah. you're going to be more mindful and want to watch yourself 
uh, like me, I'm not perfect, and I'm not saying I just have this the best relationship with God, but I am at the point where I try to um, watch how I am around people because mm-hmm. uh, I try to be genuine. And the same person you get Monday through Friday is going to be the same person that you get Sunday on the stage. Wow. So yeah, I think you know the answer. All six sevens. Why is just about is about where that person's relationship and walk yeah. is with God. That's good. Um, I think you just keeping it keeping it a hundred, right? Always, yeah. what mm-hmm. we do on the mm-hmm. brotherhood. Um, I think sometimes as Christians, we can act like 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 we're better than. Mm. Oh, that's good. Um, mm. and that part upsets me the most why why did it say it's because like we look at people and their lifestyle and the lifestyle is what disgusts us like the drinking the having sex the partying and the whatever that lifestyle that that mad person be in but we act like it's the people who do And that part is upsetting to me because we act we act like we're better than the person. We just but we're just really disgusted with the lifestyle that they're living. Yeah. yeah. And we can't separate the two. Yeah. So we like let's just say we use an example. Cause I even even I'm not perfect. I've had a thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like sure. we're being transparent. But like you see your on Instagram, you see like your like your old classmate. And they're out there like in a club, like high and drunk at the same time. And the immediate face you bring on yourself is disgust. Mm-hmm. And you're judging that person. We're judging that person off of their lifestyle. And you, you've already played like, oh, like I'm so much better than that person because I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you just got all of this. Yeah. <laughs> you are not too far removed from being out there in that same capacity so you always you you always have to like remain humble throughout your whole process of being a christian i think that's one of the most important parts and something that god honors the most is continuing to be humble as a christian mm-hmm. and i think that's why a lot of people christians get it can get a bad rap and be a jerk seeing a jerk sometimes because we're not humble we think we're better than, and we're not. I'm sorry. That's good. That's good. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's just so down. true. <laughs> so, um, I know we've shifted. We we we've talked something completely different uh, on this pot this episode of, of this of the show. Uh, one question somebody brought in was the whole honoring piece for dating so that's oh seemed- wait we still talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. dating <laughs> wait you know what so, so the dating piece dating. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so we might just have to be relationship <laughs> podcast <laughs> the, the, the honor piece and so someone sent hey i listened to it and this is just a, a random person say hey, interesting i listened to it and the honor piece and they're like hey so what does that look like in a relationship remind me again what is the honor piece with so in a relationship, it's like the honor. Does that person show honor? Honor to one each other. Yeah, with each other. Um, 
So what is what what we are John you <laughs> you, bro, you got some John Um I think <laughs> I I've, I only I think you always honor that person I think you by honoring that person you're always respectful one I think that's like a, a understood like you're supposed to be respectful for everybody but I think in the sense of like really just dating with a significant other I speak it from mm, mm, I would say. You want to honor God with your body first, mm-hmm. like even though you're not going to hell for having sex before marriage, there's a difference between not going to hell and also honoring God. Yeah. Wow. So do you really do you rather prefer to be in favor <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or just continue doing your own thing? Not going to hell, but mm-hmm. God's not in that anymore. So I think you really just want to honor God with your body by refraining from sex, and also like you just don't want to create unnecessary soul ties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another reason, just say if that person's not meant for you, it's a lot harder to create that separation when you've already got that soul time involved, mm-hmm. when you already made that connection sexually. Mm-hmm. There's so many reasons why you should honor God with your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really, really a great place to start when mm-hmm. it comes to honoring somebody in a relationship. Um, me, I took it one step further. I which is tough but i've seen so many people do it so many marriages do it and i look at their marriages now and it's like okay that's kind of what no marriage is perfect but that's kind of what i would want my marriage to look like yeah. but i went a step further and decided like if i'm dating i'm not going to kiss that person until mm-hmm. marriage wow. and i'm happy to say i stayed true to that mm-hmm. and probably one of the hardest things i've ever done mm-hmm. but i think god honors that as well because i mean if you you think about it like pj made a very good point and like kj was saying the other that person takes let's steal your brother and sister (laughs) (laughs) if we're thinking about in that retrospect but take take it one step further like like god hasn't even really given her to you yet yeah like she's not even really yours yeah so I'm, i'm People could say I'm being dramatic, but mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of haven't earned that right mm-hmm. to kiss her yet. Mm-hmm. So by refraining from that, I think you honor God by just taking that one step further. I'm like, hey, God, like she's not even mine yet. And I trust you. I trust what you're doing. I'm going to honor you by doing both. Mm-hmm. And I think that just like that God's in that. Mm-hmm. God's in that. So it's good stuff. What do you think, KJ? Um, man, just honoring in general. I think, at least as a Christian, I think we have rules. I think you look back at the you know, the Ten Commandments, and pretty much all ten of them kind of you can um, put them in one or three mm-hmm. or all three categories. Is either um, love, honor, respect yourself, um, love, honor, respect other people or love honor respect god but in doing that as god would do to you and so i think just keep that in mind all right if you know if i was god thinking to god how should i love this person or how should i respect them and if you're doing that ultimately you're gonna honor god wow good stuff what about you man uh (laughs) um I, I, I agree. I agree with you guys. I think I think that's one thing a lot of people don't think about when you're in a relationship, the honoring piece. Yeah. Yes. 
um because you, you're so wrapped up in the moving parts i gotta get married i gotta i'm looking at this what does this look like you know i gotta meet her family my, are my finances right mm. what does her finances look like yeah. and i think we kind of forget the, the base of stuff foundation yeah, yeah. and so mm-hmm. i think one of the things you got to realize is I, I, I talk about the ppf so um the, that method so you got under the past yeah it may not have been the best previous relationship that was in. My notes at? <laughs> you guys are listening get a notepad out, paper <laughs> pencil yeah, write yeah, this down yeah you know it may not have been the best relationship that was in but i'm under that past yeah I'm honor the present. So where I'm at right now, I may not be in a relationship. I may be in a relationship. I'm honor where that, where I'm at in that, and then honor the future. So I'm honor my next, whatever that looks like. Mm. She may be waiting for me. I'm waiting for her. We're going to do our own thing. So that PPF effect, I think, um, once you do those things, you really, you're really taking it really serious. Mm. It's the fundamentals. The other, all the other stuff will come, but I think those are one of the things is 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 the honor piece, That's and it's showing, hey, I, I'm really honoring this. It's like you say, hey, I'm, I'm not kissing. Some people say, oh, that's just extreme. That's right. That's, yeah. What the heck? That's so but, Christian of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like, you know what? what? It is. <laughs> but you're like, uh, this is something that I want to do. Yeah. Because that's that's honoring. I feel this is a part. That you know, maybe it could be something you can made a commitment to God about. Exactly. Hey, I'm honored that God right. spoke to you and said, and that's why I said, like, I feel God spoke to me, and not necessarily it applies to everybody, but I felt God told me mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know. So, and I think the biggest thing, too, also, if you don't, if you can't, if, if you're not able to, to honor your potential, I think you that can get you stuck in your past, mm. and, you're, you're, <laughs> and you're, you're not able to move, you're mm. like. If you can't under because you you're like one, it can be like this is what I deserve, and I'm just gonna stay here. KJ said, "Hey, I made some mistakes," and, and you're like, "Hey, I just I'm gonna stay here. I'm just gonna right, right. I'm just gonna sit here and just sit in it." So if you do that, then your potential can just be walking right by in front of you, and you not even know it because why? It's like I can't honor the potential because I'm still. I'm in my past. Like, I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna move on. I'm just gonna stay there. And so I think that's. I think that's one of the things you got to think of. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven talks about. We all know what Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, right? Refresh mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> us. I'm in my word. I promise. I was gonna shake my head. Yes, but I remember for, wrong for, camera for now. The, before I know the thoughts that I have for you. Okay. Okay. So, but people don't read. People don't. People don't read. People don't, uh, they don't I'm look at called out. No, <laughs> I know. We need to read our Bible. <laughs> but Jeremiah 29 11. And, okay. the, and, and I would challenge everyone to read Jeremiah 29 11, but don't stop at 11. Read 12. Okay. Because I think the biggest thing most people want to take is just 11, and they don't want to take 12 and 13. And they so forth. So, and so if you, t- if you take those pieces and you apply those pieces together, um, you really realize what it's showing and what it's telling you. Um, in, in First Peter one one and seven, that's another one that you look at. So if you're talking about the honor piece and what does my potential look like? Hey, I've been I've been I've dated the, these. You know, the last three or four guys have been just trash and everything. All yeah. guys are trash, which is incorrect. Very incorrect. Maybe yeah. you're still honoring, you know, your your past, and you're not with the potential. Maybe that's where you're still in that stuck moment. Yeah. And you talked about it 
the last two podcasts. You said, hey, soul tie piece. Maybe you're still stuck on that because it's like, you know, yeah, this is my past. I can't move to my potential. And and you're in this motion of you're in reverse. (laughs) And you you pressing the gas pedal. At the back window. I'm dressed up, ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's going on? And the thing is, a lot of people don't realize it. There's a reason why your rearview mirror is so small and the mirror that's in front of you is so big because the potential is it's it's unendlessly open. There's so much you can go after. Wow. But I think the problem is we we look we look at the, the rearview mirror and we're trying to figure out, okay, where what did I just miss? And it's like, okay, there's a reason why your rearview mirror is so small because you weren't you weren't supposed to be looking at that. Or you weren't supposed to be in that particular relationship. And I think that's one of the things we get so stuck in trying to figure out, man, you know, that we had some good times and she and I or he and I, you know, we did this and that, and we're still we're not moving to the potential what that next looks like. I think another thing is too, you gotta think about is from an honor piece, does the person that you're dating um do they meet your full potential? Can they get you to can they bring the best out of you? I think that's another thing we don't think of. We think it's just, you know, what can you do for me? What can I do for you? But realistically, can you get me to the next can you help catapult me? Not it's it's a God thing for, for sure. It's Jesus right. gotta be involved, but are they because they're gonna either do one thing, they're gonna pull you down, they're gonna push you up. And I think that's one of the things we got to think about from a relationship standpoint. Are they really pushing me or are they hindering me? If they can't get me to when they want me to read my Bible more and pray more and spend time, then maybe I need to try to do some soul searching. You know, what 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 does this look like? Um wow. do they honor your ability? So everybody thinks just honor is just this, but let's break it down. <laughs> do they honor that? And I think if you if you if you look at it from that standpoint, do they honor your values? You say about the no kissing. If somebody's pressuring you, hey, this, 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 like come on, let's do this. We in a relationship. Right. <laughs> then it's like, uh snip. Nah, you 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 can't if you can't honor my values. Yeah, that's so good. Then Sheesh. what else you may not honor because you think Oh, that's just dumb. Everybody does it this type of way. Um, and I think the last thing is just that you can't lose what God didn't prepare you for. You can see my reaction right now. And if if Goodness if you have that mindset of <laughs> if you say, "Oh man, I lost that," it was never yours. It was never yours to begin with in the beginning. And I think if we get to the point where we honor God with saying, God, I honor you for making this decision and taking that away. I trust you. I honor my, my potential that's coming. I don't know what my next looks like. Makes everything a lot easier. But if we really understand, hey, you know, that wasn't mine. Yep. Man, I, I get it, you know. It was halfway in the baking process. Right. I don't want cookie dough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but but you know, facts. I mean, it tastes good, but, so good, but it ain't all the way done. You end up sick at the end. Exactly. Of the 
exactly. word. Come on. I don't want to have bait. No, right. I don't want. I want something that's gonna be cookie dough smack. Exactly. You only, yeah, you only get a few pieces exactly. until you're done. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like you know what? Uh, I'm good. I'm now. good. I'm sick. But that, <laughs> right, right. And that's the thing, like you said. So I think if when you get to that standpoint, because you're just like, you know what? This is sickening me. I don't want this. Jeez. Okay. You know what? Boom. And so I think. When you look at honor, we got to look at it from that standpoint. We got to really break it down. Okay, you you say honor. Okay, let's break it down. Can you honor my values? Can you honor this, this, and this? If you can, awesome. Yeah. Then we let's do this. But if you can, then hey, you know what? No Yeet. harm, no foul. Yep. Yep. Look at the flick of the wrist. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that was good, bro. That was, that was but, I mean, that's. I mean, that's that's. A, I think that's the biggest thing. Is just you know we. We talk about honor. We talk about all, a lot of other stuff. I mean, we, we talk about the dating with intent to marry. We talked a lot about stuff, and we had a lot of feedback from yes from last episode on relationship piece. But I think that honor piece is is huge because if you can't honor each other in the relationship, then you're gonna have. I think that's why, man. You just see some of these marriages, and. People are getting married in the lasting six months. Yeah. Like, what's the purpose? And it's like you just you just kind of have to think like, where where was their foundation? Like, what did they even look like? If your marriage only lasted six months, like, what what, what was missing? What happened? So I, I think that's so prevalent today. So, and I know we said we were gonna move from it, but. Relationships, yeah, <laughs> but here's the here's the thing. Okay, so in a, in a part of the book of why why me, I have this thing called my life, okay. and it gives you a little piece of my life. And one of the things I put in there was so one, and I, I pulled up one of my rough drafts. So I said throughout my life growing up, I was always careful with getting into relationships with females because of hearing from other people that. About the breakup, it hurts, mm-hmm. and you don't want to experience that. You know, you don't mm-hmm. want to experience right. the breakup, and so that can be one of those things. And I think uh, we talked about it last week, where some people just don't want to approach it because they're like, ah, I don't want to deal with the hurt and the pain. I just don't want to go through that. And so that was me. I was like, yeah. And so at the age of eighteen, I started dating this female. We dated. Um, it wasn't anything serious, but we, you know, we kind of liked each other, whatever. Um, Within two months, the relationship went south of us dating. Wow. Completely. Um, she moved to Seattle. I was hurt. But then when I think about it, I'm like, that was just two months. Right. right. <laughs> like, but but um, it gave me a lot of direction and understanding of preparing myself for what my next looks like, even if it's in a relationship or the next season where my where, where God has me going. And I think for me, getting my mindset wrapped around, hey, you know what? Because it was for a long time, I just, I would not, I mean, I would get the stuff slid into the DMs. Um, back then, it was the MySpace. So, you know, that's. <laughs> you that's and old Tom. School. Yeah. <laughs> me and Tom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, MySpace messages, and then and yeah. that shows your old am. But, um, and then it got to, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And so. It's one of those things where you have to be okay with, hey, I'm okay with in the season I'm in. And if it means, hey, I'm a third wheel or I'm just doing my own thing, then I'm going to do my own thing. 
But sometimes people can look at third wheels as being awkward. I don't. Because I was third wheel. I was third it's wheel. It's only my awkward best if you make Maybe. it awkward. Yeah. If you make it awkward. Yeah. Because even with my best friend, you know, he and his wife now, um, we, they would go to gun range and they were like, hey, you want to come? I'm like, sure. Let's I'm go. down. Let's, right, right. <laughs> let me grab my gun. Let's go. Let me tell you, married couples are the, the funnest to hang yeah. out with. Because <laughs> you learn so much. Yeah. You learn so much. And so for me, it was one of those things I'm like, it's not awkward. It's cool. I can see how they interact. And I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. But I also learned how to be genuine, too. Wow. Um, and I think sometimes we get kind of careful. We get kind of careless where maybe, maybe we ask for too much. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, but more of so just we just ask for too much. And we're not setting the ground rules. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. God knows I hate the San Antonio Spurs. Sorry, KJ. Uh, I'm a Lakers fan. And <laughs> it's over fan. now. The brotherhood <laughs> has broken up. <laughs> they have separated. What, what is one thing that Greg Popovich teaches? Fundamentals. Yep. You're going to do it this way and deviate from it. Right. Yep. Now, granted, they've never had any superstars at free agency signings. They ever had. They never signed the Kevin Durant's, no, LeBron James. Antonio. No. They cultivated through draft, yeah. lottery picks, and stuff. They don't have they don't do it pretty, but they get the job done. They've been consistent with it. And so I think we follow that formula, especially from a, a Christian perspective. There's no right way to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's no wrong way to do it. But you gotta have make sure that you have God in the middle of it yep. so he can guide it. Right. Yep. And I think y'all both said it last week is God has to lead the way. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that was a, a big talking point from everyone. Hey, God has to lead the way. He has to guide it, and once he guides it. We know where we go, where we're going. Yeah, yeah. I, I think about all the failed relationships, and even my most failed relationship that I was in for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, it, God was never in that one. So whenever hardships, tribulations came, time to communicate, mm-hmm. time to, time to just when it was when any kind of conflict came only thing that happened is that we just ran away went separate ways mm-hmm. i you know unfortunately found <laughs> my escape in like other women mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she would just run away mm-hmm. and just shut down mm-hmm. wouldn't say anything so without god in the middle to mm-hmm. guide that relationship and have that foundation when those times come I think naturally that relationship is just going to fail instead of go stronger. What it's meant to do. Guy or girl, either or. I know Pastor Brett Jones, um, who used to, who was my pastor for 13, 14 years, said this one statement I've had. And he said this. Uh, he said this statement in 2000 and, uh, 2012, mm. which was a good minute. Come on. <laughs> right. Eight years. So 9, 12. 12, he stated, hey, dating with no intent to marry is like going to the grocery store with no money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said you either leave unhappy or you take something that isn't yours. <laughs> <laughs> and so it goes back to what KJ said. Hey, you know, PJ said the whole thing like that. that that's your sister. Right. <laughs> your spiritual sister. Until, until, until you put a ring on it. Exactly. Like Beyonce says. But when you think of those things in that standpoint, you're like, 
yeah, it's, yeah it make, doesn't make sense. That's corny. But when you break it down, it really does make sense. Like to save yourself from, because I, I, I have I have this one friend that she dates men like left and right. Mm. One month, every two or three months, it's, it's another guy. Mm. And it goes back to what you guys said earlier is if you're not healed in the process and you're not, you haven't got past a lot of things then you're not preparing yourself for what your next looks like. And it can be very hard because you want to get into, you know, you see, you know, your best friend in a relationship. I want to be in that relationship as well. KJ, I know you got something for us. Man. You're going to leave it off on a, another fire analogy. <laughs> Baskin Robbins. Uh... No, um, <laughs> no, not say not just, <laughs> just keep God in the middle. Keep him. Just keep him everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> so coming up to a uh, wrap up session, um, John, what are two things that you want to change? You want to, whether it's with you or you want to see change mm. within the world, um, within the where or whatever. What what are two things you want to see change that's been really on your mind? That you say, hey, you know what? I want this to be. I want this to change. Uh, I'll do one and one. Okay. Um, like in the world, I just want to see. I really just want to see it's like like love on each other again. Like honestly, that's really just the biggest thing on my heart. I feel like we, as people, we spend we spend so much time like fighting each other and mm. just combating each other and who's right who's wrong like who who knows more like like even with this whole racism thing like we're we're at opposite ends we're never unified we're never we're never loving on each other mm. and that part's hard for me just to kind of continue just to watch and see every day so i just i, I but when i see those videos of people like I saw another video Man, it's just, I forgot what exactly that video was, but I think it was just somebody who wasn't the same race yeah. going out their way to, to help somebody of the opposite color. Yeah. That's love. Yeah. Like, I can feel like those videos, those instances, those, those acts of love are going to substantially change the way our world operates versus who's right and who's wrong mm -hmm. love will conquer that mm -hmm. so if i had a prayer to god that's the only one honestly uh but no i'm lying there's multiple there's a lot yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for myself i think i just i just have a hard time um I have a hard time accepting the good and the bad, mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the time, because everything's just been so negative lately, mm -hmm. I get into the mindset that everything's just all negative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything that's happening is just yeah. terrible. 2020 is yeah. is trash, it's canceled. Yeah. But I like I just need I want to get more in the habit of realizing that there's no there's no darkness without the light, there's no light without darkness. Wow. Like darkness will darkness, sin injustice will always be there it will yeah. always exist and i can't ignore or run away from it yeah i have to realize that that 
the point is being continuing to be bold beyond that fear wow that's what i want for myself to focus on wow yeah so. <laughs> kj kj um one thing we guess for christians in general to step up wow wow oh. I knew it. You just know it. It's coming. It's just on his own timing. Drop it. Oh. Man, no, um, something that's really been, I guess, in my mind is that, um, you know, a lot of pe- people said it. It's probably not the first time you heard it, but sometimes you're the only church or the glimmer of God or you're the only Bible that somebody sees. Mm. Wow. And, um, mm. you know, as a Christian. Yeesh. When somebody sees you, they're going to think, okay, so this is what a Christian is for the good or bad. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we need to do more with loving each other, loving other people, because uh, ultimately that's what Jesus was about. And um, I think we need to do a better job at living like that. So that way yeah. we don't have to be embarrassed when there's this Christian person because, you mm-hmm. know, we're representing the faith correctly. Good stuff. Where's your mic? Yes, some more. Yeah. Um, no, that that that's the, the fire is out right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I think it, it goes along the same lines as both of y'all said. I think Christian, the Christian church, they need to step it up. Yep. Um, I'm I'm very disappointed in church in general because. I honestly feel not church as a whole. Well, yeah, church as a whole. Not every church is like this, but we we pay the chicken game. And there's been so many times when stuff has happened for us to really show our true colors. And we haven't shown any colors. It's more lukewarm type stuff, which ticks me off. Either you're going to be hot or cold. Right. And I, I can't stand that. Two. Um, I think from the, the, the portion of the minority piece, um, I think it's been very rampant and not in a bad way, but the commissioner for the NBA has done a job of where let people know, Hey, don't forget Cause everyone is yep. tuning in to the NBA yep. because yep. people want to watch sports. It's really triple. Yes. Yeah. And people all around the world, people are really seeing, hey, you know, wow, like this, like everyone. And then you can have some people who, you know, won't kneel. That's fine. I'm not saying you got to kneel, but I'm just saying from a standpoint of really saying, hey, you know what? This is really important. But we can't just let this just pass away and, and, and die down. Um, I really do believe George Floyd's death was not in vain. That, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. I definitely do believe he can. I feel that he definitely can go down in the talks. Um, you can put him on the Mount Rushmore of, you know, the Martin Luther King Juniors because there's been a lot of stuff that has changed for the good. That's brought a lot of people's. It, it, it's sad it took this yeah. to get there. Yeah. But you had people like Colin Kaepernick who made a lot of change. And George Floyd was not making it. He wasn't. Fighting for stuff like yeah. Martin Luther King was, but his death was not in vain to where people really realize, okay, wow, like 
this country is yeah this country is really messed up and so for me i think it's just one of those things of you know staying vigilant uh staying diligent with stuff and um just don't lose focus of getting caught up in the media that's why i don't watch media stuff um because they can say okay oh time is turn the page yeah right and stuff is still rampant so for me it's just one of those things of church we got to step our game up yeah oh for sure we got to to. um we got to do better with supporting people um within the church within our four walls uh before we do anything else don't don't go out handing bags of food to people outside of your church until you fix what's inside first exactly um Leaders get out of the mindset of people serve me because that is incorrect. Mm-hmm. You serve them, you protect them because you're you put in position as the shepherd. And then from a standpoint of just us as general, it's just not letting all lives matter, but the minority lives matter as well. Um, and just staying focused on that because even from sex trafficking in, in Houston is one of the largest. It's a lot of minorities. Yeah, there's white people as well. Don't get me wrong, but it's a lot of minorities, especially of the Latin community as well. You know, yeah, you know, Hispanic people. Yeah, and so not letting that stuff die down. I think everything is perfect, and I hate to see people on vacation and stuff. You got to take a vacation. Go ahead and do it. But what impact are you really making? Like, right. I can't go to vacation when I know the world is in a turmoil and I'm not making a difference. Like, I'm gonna try to run from it. Because vacation is basically your. If you really break down what the word vacation is, you're leaving something that's to vacate. Exactly. So, <laughs> what are you trying to hide? Like, what are you trying to get right. away from? Like, it's a mess. So I, I get it. You got to take vacation and you try to get away from it. But it's got to be in the moment of what can I do to not fix it, but to make it better. Yeah, that's good. Especially as a believer, what can I do? What impact that guy can I make? That I'm I'm posting and showing, hey, I'm doing this, guys, to make a difference. Not handing out food to people. But I, what I'm saying is bringing awareness and say, hey, you know what? This is what I'm showing people. Hey, because people learn racism from, one, the world, but then also, two, in the home. Babies are not born race, racist. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they don't come out being a racist. <laughs> it's cultivated. Little, little Timmy ain't coming out being a racist. <laughs> so Timmy. Yeah. So with that being said, that those just stay stay woke. That's what I mean. Stay woke. That that that's what I would say. Just just be mindful of where you're at and don't be dumb. Don't be stupid to oh and be naive. I'm just, no, that's not happening. And you just turn a blind side too because I just have a feeling that it's gonna get worse. Um, with everything, COVID and everything, I, I don't think. I think we just hit the first wave. Mm. I don't think it's gonna die down yet. Not yet. And that's with Black Lives. That's with everything in general. I think it's gonna ramp up. Even we had a nurse coming to one of my locations. She said the same thing. She, you know, with everything, it's gonna get. We're going to the fall. It's gonna pick up. Yep. So a whole lot worse for you better. So yeah, yeah. any last word, guys? Man. I think just honestly, just like the, the title of this episode, just be like, time to step up. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, yeah. in every capacity, yeah. in your life, the church, yeah. 
Yeah, and we we um, we haven't talked a lot about church stuff. I know some people have asked about that stuff, and um, I know one person asked this um, question really quick. They were like, <laughs> "So between if you had to choose, I'm gonna give y'all two two, one LeBron or Kobe, and then 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 and then also uh, Beyonce or Lady Gaga." What are we choosing based off of? Vocals and, and just overall for for uh, we choose neither. If you had to choose one, so LeBron and Kobe and Beyonce and Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Go <laughs> ahead, <laughs> go ahead, John. <laughs> it's like if you don't say Kobe in this situation, like I know we're almost like a terrible person. <laughs> we have to say Kobe oh. and Beyonce. <laughs> Kobe or Kobe or LeBron? His mentality. I love Kobe. If I had to be honest, I love LeBron a little bit more because I just love everything LeBron did does for his community. Okay. Like I, I love Kobe's mindset. Like it's inspirational, but I, I think it's different for everybody. What matters most to me is what impact are you having like on your community mm-hmm. and what example you're setting. As far as I know, LeBron could be doing a totally different thing, mm-hmm. but I mean he's had the same life since high school. Yeah. Like the way he interacts with his family, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like those things matter to me mm-hmm, most, mm-hmm. as well as him being. Because if you're gonna have a platform like that, you gotta set the example. Yeah, and he's very public about it. He very doesn't hide public. it. You know, they're doing TikTok videos and stuff like that. Every at his at his, his son's games. Yeah. yeah. Like LeBron has always been a straight up inspiration to me ever since he got to the league. Mm-hmm. That's why I was just like, I love Kobe. Kobe. Kobe's mentality was everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just eyeing me down. <laughs> no, I'm just listening. Uh, then, Lady Gaga or, or Beyonce. You had to choose one of the two. First of all, Queen Queen Bay. I, I can be a conspiracy theorist sometimes. I be thinking she be on some Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you got the triangle, yeah. And Lady Gaga. Okay, Lady Gaga. I've come around to late. For all those Beyonce fans, do not hate me. Please don't. Everybody's clicked off already. Like, they, we're like, just talking like, to an empty room yeah, now. Like, whatever. Okay. They've canceled me already at this point. <laughs> but like, I saw I saw Lady Gaga in one movie, like A Star Is Born, mm-hmm, something like mm-hmm. that. And I was yeah. like, oh, Bradley Cooper. Okay. Yeah. And I'm leaning because Beyonce feels more Illuminati ish to mm-hmm. me right now. I'm mm-hmm. Moving towards Lady Gaga. To be mm-hmm. honest. Dang, I'm so canceled. What about Black is King though? And this, it's not even about black. <laughs> Beyonce. Beyonce, it's the way that people worship Beyonce that gets me. Mm-hmm. Like Beyonce is an amazing singer, singer, amazing dancer, amazing performer. But to the fact, the way that y'all worship this girl, mm-hmm. this lady, turns me off. I can't. I can't. KJ. I know this is really hard oh. because LeBron and Kobe both play for the Lakers. Yeah. So they, they've torched. The Spurs. Oh, Le- so many cases. LeBron <laughs> versus Kobe. I said, I said, I'm a Spurs fan, and I tend to stick in my own bubble mm-hmm. of sports. But I'll say Kobe because he is the exception. I was never a Lakers fan, but I'm a Kobe fan. Yeah. Okay. I can't really say that for LeBron. Okay. Just everything uh, that. Don't get me wrong. No, LeBron is dope. He's, he's good. But like, you know, far as like basketball players that actually like made an impact into me mentally, mm-hmm. watching around. Mm-hmm. Not to say that LeBron can't or doesn't have the ability, because obviously he does do that. And like, especially when we talk about the stuff that he's done for um, the school it, and the yeah, stuff, yeah. 
yeah. for black people, his school, his community, just yeah. in general. You talk about it all day, but me personally, yeah, Kobe. Okay, yeah. I agree with you on that. And then no. Beyonce or or Lady Gaga. I've got my own music out. I don't need to. Put, <laughs> I don't, I'm an well, art. I'm an artist. I don't need. Yeah, if if you had to uh, choose between one of the two. I guess Beyonce, yeah. What you mean you guess? I mean, yeah, yeah, it would be Beyonce. Well, why, why Beyonce? It was just same thing. Grow up with her, listen to her music. Now I'm at this point, my music taste has changed a yeah. lot from when older, mm-hmm. but I can't really say that I'm a fan of Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Not that she, um, not to say anything about her music or anything, but I haven't listened enough to her. Or pay attention to yeah. the stuff she stands for yeah. enough to side with her. Yeah, you know she could be, you know, the greatest Christian in the mm-hmm. world, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't watch her stuff enough to be able to back that up. So yeah, yeah. cool, cool, Michael. Um, hands down, Kobe Bryant. Um, from a player, from a player, I, um, LeBron. James has made a huge impact in the world for sure mm-hmm. and in the community but if we're talking about just overall LeBron but if we're talking about from you know from a player I, I'm gonna I'm go with Kobe yeah right um if you you know throw something in the trash you're gonna say Kobe yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's just one of those things he was just um I love his mentality it was one Mama of those things mentality. Of, you know, it's a killer instinct. I'm not going to give up. Everything was a learning lesson. Um, if I messed up on something, I'm going to make sure I fix it. That way I don't make that mistake again. It's so crazy. I'm sorry. No, you're like, good. It's so crazy. Like, I, th- I think that's why it's so different from the Jordan mentality versus like Jordan. I took it personal. Yeah. Versus Kobe. Like, yeah. I'm trying to get better. Yeah. I, I Which is why he created the persona, the Black Mamba. Yeah. To separate. Yeah. His personal life yeah. from what's happening mm-hmm. in the game. He was very one of those people. I mean, I even have the the his his logo, but yeah. he was one of the people where he was very just a vicious person on the court. Like he he couldn't stand you. You was in, and it was one of those things you didn't really want to rile him up. You riled him up. It, uh, Alvin Gentry, who's the Phoenix head coach, said that we said somebody on the bench said something to Kobe, and it got Kobe so ticked. Kobe went. Had 12 points going into the third quarter. Mm. And when they headed into the fourth quarter, Kobe was at like 52 points and mm. knocked them out of the playoffs <laughs> with Steve Nash on the team oh. and Amari Stoudemire. So Kobe definitely, and I think you kind of see he's, he's been one of those people, he just wants to be the best at whatever he does. Mm-hmm. He won an Oscar and an Emmy. That's just hard to do. So he wants to be the best at what he does. Yeah, you know, multiple, you know, gold medals. So, with that being said, just a, a, a professional, yeah. I have to go with him. Yeah. Lady Gaga, Beyonce, he's down Beyonce. Yeah. Um, I'm so canceled now. Oh I have not. I, I, I don't listen. Be I don't listen to Beyonce's music like I used to back in the day when I was in my 20s, early 20s. That was my girl. Um, then when she got married to Jay Z, it was like, eh. yeah, she got a man. Yeah. She got me. <laughs> so I was like, you know, my my. My Jay Z at all, yeah. My my chance was like I'm like nah, I got a chance. But I do like from a vocal per- standpoint, Beyonce beat Lady Gaga out. 
Um, I just think I like the, some of the things that Beyonce, um, she does a lot of stuff that's very intentional. Yeah, she may be a part of the Illuminati, you know. <laughs> okay. oh. but, yeah, which she, which she probably is. Um, but I think she's just definitely made a big impact on the world, mm-hmm. women as a whole. Yeah, um, with the women's movement, definitely empowered. And them. then yeah, and then just hey, be okay, be okay with just having natural curly hair. Yep. Just just random stuff. Just rock, you know? kill, rock your hair. Yeah, and so I think that's one of the things I would definitely say. Lady Gaga is definitely. Um, She's made some dust. She's done some nice stuff, yeah. but impacts and just vocally and just all over the place. She's 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 it has to go to Beyonce for sure. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my Kobe and, and, and Queen B. So I'm not yeah. gonna try to get stung by any bees. Right. <laughs> in, in in the H town. So John um, over there just he's gonna get heat it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like I'm just nobody's gonna ever <laughs> So in the coming weeks we're gonna have some um we have some guests coming through. Um, KJ, do we, we, we? Yes. Yes, sir. So, speaking, you speak on that. You don't have to give, you don't have to drop the names. Okay. But you can, you can definitely. Next week, we've got a special guest. Um, some of y'all may know him, some of you may not. That's just how the world works. Uh, <laughs> he's, you know, he's, he's um, been in ministry for a while. He's he was employed at one of the bigger churches, we'll say, mm-hmm. here in America, and he's definitely has a lot of light to shed mm-hmm. on these subjects. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely challenge you to share um, people at your co at, at your work, or just share it, um, and definitely tune in um, next week because it's going to be really, really, really um, mind blowing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Really mind blowing. Yeah. So if you're in music ministry or worship or just church in general, mm-hmm. then this is definitely going to be the episode you want to listen to. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. So with that being said, John, got any last things you want to say, bro? I'm good. KJ? Nope. Um, just I say keep God in the center. I, I, I would just say, hey, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Um, you know, hey. No. <laughs> yeah, even Whenever if the basketball comes like, back and hits you in the head, yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the second shot you can get. Oh. All right, let your hands. All right, guys. This is Michael. We got KJ here. Um, See y'all. John, take it easy. Peace. Bye.